0: Okay. <laughs> Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Wednesday, February 2nd, 2022. Also known as Groundhog Day. Also known as Signing Day. It used to be a lot cooler back in the day when this was just the only signing day. It's late signing day now. Buckeyes are expected to sign two players today. Omari Abor, the high four-star defensive end from Texas. And also high four-star offensive lineman Carson Hensman from Wisconsin. He could be a guard. He could be a center. This class backs it is 21 strong. It is ranked number four in the country. Matt Baxendell, the people's champ, your overall thoughts on this class?
1: Well, I like it, assuming both sign like we anticipate they're going to. Uh, these are two guys that easily could have slipped out of the nest, if you will. Uh, you know, Abor being down in Texas where the money is flowing uh, and the Aggie kids are genuinely confused why he committed to OSU at the, uh, at the All-American game when he committed. And then, of course, you know, you had Hintzman, who picked between Ohio State and Wisconsin. He's from Wisconsin. And that's a hard pull in the first place. And then you have your offensive line coach change and you still keep the kid. And again, if you're beating Wisconsin for the best lineman in the state of Wisconsin, I feel like that's a player everybody in the country is going to want, just based on bit- track records, right? They usually have a goofy name that's German based sounding like Hintzman. They're usually six foot six. They usually eat a lot of corn and beef, and they usually end up going to the NFL after starting for four years. So, yes, I'm a big fan of uh, Ohio State signing. Uh, Carson Hintzman so at this point you got to love what OSU has done with these two these are two that could have easily slipped away and by the way the 19 they already have in the in the in the class are excellent so you, you have to feel really good about where Ohio State is right now and I know that a lot of us you know have a sour taste in our mouth from the way the year ended uh, in the regular season but this is a good class this is a class that's going to help Ohio State win some games for sure fourth in the country first in the Big Ten I believe still So nothing to turn your nose up at what appears to be yet another top five class for the Buckeyes.
0: Yeah, it is first in the big 10 and you know, there's a pretty wide gap between the top four classes and then the fifth class. I mean, there's a clear top four. So Ohio state, uh, another great class. And as we all know now, the portal is a big part of recruiting, and the Buckeyes landed a couple of good ones in the portal. Tanner McAllister, following Jim Knowles from Oklahoma State here to Ohio State. We will get to Jim Knowles in a moment, and also Demonte Trainum transferring in from Arizona State to be a linebacker. He was a running back, of course, in high school. He was played both ways, so you know that that adds to the class. That's technically a twenty-one man class when guys coming from high school, but. Also, those two transfers, I really like those guys. And we're going to get a chance to talk to those guys tomorrow. The early enrollees plus the two transfers. So 13 guys in all, we got a chance to speak with the coaches on Monday. So really looking forward to that.
1: Well, the other thing you talked about, those two transfer portal boys, that's really important, right? Uh, Getting Tanner McAllister from Oklahoma State is another coach in the field. This is a kid who started at Okie State last year. They like to play a lot of three-high safety look uh, with the way Knowles plays his defense. It helps you kind of cover for a lot of the uh, the cover zero, if you will, right, where he has a lot of zone blitzes. You don't know where it comes from. You got those guys up top to protect against the big play if it doesn't get home. This is a guy who's going to help OSU have a shorter learning curve, and that's all you can really ask for. And then train him coming home to Ohio, look, he's a kid that I think if he came out of high school and said, I want to be a linebacker, he'd have been a Buckeye in the first place. But much like Still Chambers, he wanted to be a running back. He wanted to give it a try. And I hope the uh, the switch to linebacker works out as well for him as it did for Chambers. This is a good set of talent coming into OSU, man. Like we've talked about this going into next season, you get the defense just close to right. It doesn't have to be Bama, right? It doesn't have to be Georgia last year. It just has to not suck. Like I can't put it more simply than that. Uh, you've got the pieces in place to make the defense better. You've got the talent in place. You got some darn good new coaches. So I'm uh, I'm feeling pretty good about what we've seen happen uh since the rose bowl if you will and including the rose bowl even because the second half was a heck of a way to spring into the offseason
0: as mentioned we got a chance to uh, meet with the new coaches all four of them on monday jim knowles new defensive coordinator justin fry new offensive line coach tim walton new corners coach coming back former buckeye captain former buckeye uh, corner on that 1993 team which really brought ohio state back to prominence perry eliano the new safeties coach Got to talk to all those guys. Got to talk to Ryan Day for about a half hour as well. I want to ask you about Jim Knowles. I mean, that interview was very, very intriguing. I loved it. 25 minutes strong. Get on Bucknuts if you haven't watched it already. And Baxendell, I'm curious to get your takeaways on that. What impressed you the most? And just what were your main takeaways from the Jim Knowles interview?
1: He seems like he's really smart. That was, I think, one of the biggest things for me to come out of that interview was he knows what he's looking for. He he just seems so composed. And he seems like one of those guys who knows every single possible thing going on in the game of football, in and out on the defensive side of the ball. Just, just, he seems like he knows his stuff. That was the biggest takeaway I had. And I know that's not particularly scientific or insightful. I just had a great sense of confidence that this guy knows what he's doing. And, you know, he said some very interesting things over the course of that interview. And like you said, everybody should go listen to it. It was 25 minutes of good stuff from a guy we'd been waiting to talk to for what, six, seven weeks? Since his announcement for his job, Uh, but I do think it was interesting that uh, he said some things about the team that I kind of got my attention. He said a few things where he's like, you know, there's clearly athleticism here, but the question is is that where do we find the football players? And I thought that was just fascinating. And I'm paraphrasing, but you can tell he wasn't trying to openly bag on how it went last year, but it was obvious why he was there. So I think this guy gets it. I think this guy is a smart guy. Uh, As as was said, you know, Gene Smith told. Ryan Day, go out and find the best defensive coordinator you can don't worry about money. That guy impressed for sure. Like, you don't talk about coordinators typically winning a press conference, but he won a press conference, no question about it.
0: No doubt about it. And I thought Justin Fry did as well. Now, to be clear, I I watched the Tim Walton press conference. I was over there for a little bit of the Tim Walton press conference. Perry Eliano, his press conference was going on the exact same time as Jim Knowles. So I've watched the Perry Eliano press conference. He was impressive too, but the guys that I sat down with, were Jim Knowles and Justin Fry. I thought Justin Fry was extremely impressive. I mean, man, I thought Tim Walton and Perry Eliano were impressive too. What's it out to you about the uh, other uh, three guys, Fry, Walton, and uh, Eliano?
1: Well, I cracked up when Fry said that the uh, 800000 will go a lot longer in Ohio than it did in Southern California.
0: <laughs> Just a little bit.
1: <laughs> you know what jumped into my mind? I thought, this guy is already recruiting. He's talking cost of living to all the recruits right now. Hey, the NIL money will go twice as far here as it will in Southern California. So <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed that a lot. Um, you know, the other two, uh, I thought I think it was Eliano who said he didn't have a Twitter account yet. And I'm like, really? In 2022? How do you not have a Twitter? How do you recruit
0: Tim but, Walton? Uh, Tim Tim Walton said he doesn't have a Twitter account.
1: Was it was it both of them or was it just uh, was it just Walton? Maybe I mixed them up.
0: I think but, it was I think it was just Walton. I think okay, just I think Walton. so.
1: I mean, that to me is like mind boggling that you don't have a Twitter account in this day and age, right? Like that's how half these kids communicate. Hey, through social do, media.
0: Do, do not offend Dan Rubin, who does not have a Twitter account. Dan, we got to get you a Twitter account. You're the publisher of Bucknuts. Yeah.
1: At publisher nuts. Yeah, I, I think that that'd be right? a good one we got right to we got
0: to we got to get Rubes a Twitter account. I've, I've tried to talk him into it a number of times, and he always says the same thing to me. And it's a two letter word. No, um, we got to yeah, get it. Usually Ru- comes
1: we, with we, an expletive before it, too.
0: We, we got to get, yeah, usually it does, but we got to get Rubes a Twitter account, but more so we do got to get. You know, if he doesn't Tim, get a Twitter account, we need to get a
1: fake Dan Rubin Twitter account, right? Just just be like, you know, at not Dan Rubin, and then just kind of mess with it the whole time. I think we could have some fun with this one. People we will we'll have like a tweet of the week from Dan Rubin and let the Bucknutters vote on it.
0: <laughs> there you go. There you go. Ultimatum. Listen, Marie, they're going to keep this fake Twitter account up. Or you're going to have to start a real Twitter account. There you go. But Tim Walton, Tim Walton not only needs a Twitter account, Pat and I were talking about this. We did a Facebook thing yesterday. Tim Walton needs a uh, Twitter account and a Facebook account and TikTok and Instagram and everything else. Like, if you're like, you know, if you're the publisher of Bucknuts, you can get away with maybe like one social media page or two. If you're recruiting for Ohio State, you need all of the social medias.
1: I mean, like, what else is there? Is it Snapchat? Is that still a thing with the kids these well, days?
0: MySpace is the one thing you can get away with not having.
1: I, I feel like MySpace is making a comeback. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's been a long time since I took people out of my top five. For those of you who are old enough to get that reference, but uh, yeah, I, I I don't even know what the different social medias are this day because I feel like there's a new one every four weeks that the kid like the reels on Facebook. I think are TikTok, but I couldn't tell you. It just shows up, but they <laughs> that 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 that's the way this whole thing is going is that these guys are going to have to get on the social media training real hard, real quick. And the second one of them creates a Twitter account that held like 30,000 followers because this is OSU. But, and the other thing I want to say, caught my attention in a positive fashion was I love how many former defensive coordinators and current defensive coordinators we have on staff right now. And that doesn't include Paul Rhodes. Who's hanging around for another year to be an analyst. So, you know, I, I think it's really fun for OSU that they have that much experience because it gives me a lot of faith that they're going to have, A lot of good thoughts in the room. And if you look what happened last the last two years, really, right? How many of those guys had defensive coordinator status prior to the last two years, right? Combs had never done it before. LJ had only done it in a pinch here and there, right? You, You got a guy like Al Washington who really had never called a defense before. You had to have Matt Barnes come in and call the defense. I mean, the experience level is night and day now in that coaching room for OSU. When it comes to running a defense and calling a defense, compared to where they were the last two years. And I think that's a great thing for OSU.
0: Now, talking about Ohio State football is near and dear to our heart. We love it. Both you and I, backs. we love talking Ohio State football. But let's get to something that you really want to talk about. Jim Harbaugh, go.
1: I mean, what kind of douche introduced an NFL job on signing day? Like, is it any clearer the guy doesn't want to be there? And my favorite conspiracy theory is, is that he's interviewing with the Vikings just so Steven Ross noted Michigan alumni can hire him in uh, Miami, Stephen Ross, notable Michigan alumni su- being sued currently for being a racist, by the way, just want to throw that out there, Michigan men. Um, so the, the Harbaugh thing is it's a train wreck. Cause he clearly doesn't want to be there. Who the heck are they going to hire? They're just going to promote Josh Gaddis from within like, they just lost their defensive coordinator as well to the back to the, to the Ravens. And if, if Harbaugh is not fighting his brother back to get that guy to stay, then that's a real problem. Cause it wasn't like he just left for an NFL job. He left for the head coach's brother's job. Right? So it tells you there's, there's some uh, serious shenanigans going on in Harbaugh land. It seems like he is dying to jump off this train while he caught that quick win over OSU. I think he knows he's in for another long, painful exit process here. and, End of the day, like, again, who interviews openly for an NFL job on National Signing Day? Can you imagine if this was, wasn't, was like, before we had early signing days, what the outcry would be like? That class would fall apart. They'd all be signing with Bama instead or some other Southern school, right? Like, it's it's incredible. Dude. Like, I'm fine with it because he's a train wreck, but this is a dereliction of duty on a job. Like Like, even if he doesn't take the job in the NFL, they ought to dock his pay even further. Because he's actively hurting his own program. So, like usual, Jim Harbaugh. I mean, again, I cannot believe that guy actually got a win in this game against us. I'm still sick by it. it, it I think he realizes it's unrepeatable as everybody else does, though, at this juncture. So, you know, that's the one positive thing I can say here is is that at least he's self aware enough to know how lucky he got last year, and I don't think it's going to happen again. But just the, have you ever heard of a, a college head coach at a major job interviewing for the NFL? national signing day Dave I have never heard of that certainly not this publicly
0: other than all the times Jim Trestle did it no can't think of anybody Um,
1: maybe Bobby Petrino (laughs) um,
0: yeah yeah. I mean he definitely wants an NFL job Harbaugh does and it looks like the NFL does not want him now who knows by the time people hear the show maybe the Vikings will have hired him Godspeed to the Vikings if you do that real quick before I let you go it's just been an avalanche of good news I mean it's been like maybe some guys that are kind of under the radar, you know, like sort of, you know, the long snapper, Bradley Robinson, and, you know, guys like that. But like Jerron Cage now, I asked Ryan Day about this on on, uh, Monday. Is Jerron Cage coming back? Yes. I think that's huge. Now, I also asked, is EA Gatiote coming back? He said yes. And, you know, Taraja Mitchell's coming back. Okay. Taraja Mitchell, great guy. I'm not sure if he's going to have a big role. EA, hopefully he has a big role. But Jerron Cage, I love that. I absolutely love that. Him and Tyreek Williams are really the only two nose guards on the team. I love that Jaron Cage is coming back as a super senior, backs.
1: The more super senior defensive tackles I can get, the happier I am. Uh, they don't grow on trees, let's put it lightly. And at the end of the day, too, by the way, this guy also scored one of the uh, girthiest touchdowns in the entire college football season <laughs> last year. So getting another chance for the birth of some girth into the end zone is all on board with me. And you know, that's one thing about last year's defense that, like, like, it mind boggles me. because they stunk at times, but then they had what four or five straight games with a touchdown. Like uh, just uh, of all the confusing things of the weird year that was 2021, that may be the weirdest, but at the end of the day, yes, getting drawn cage back is a big win because OSU badly needs guys at that position. That is not a position of depth on the roster, if you will, certainly not of experience. So, you know, that would be uh, a very big pickup for OSU to keep seeing him back. I'm glad he's back and I'm excited about it. So You know what? You're right. There's been an avalanche of quote-unquote good news. The reality is we're going to sit here the next eight months stewing about the way the season ended. Seven months wait until, until the season gets started. And then the expectation is going to be nothing less than, again, leading the nation in scoring and a defense that is significantly improved. So there will be much gnashing of teeth and wailing until we get that situation officially alleviated. But I, for one, am very excited to see how this goes for OSU. I can't wait for spring football. You know we're getting closer and closer to that arrival, and you're right. January has been a very good month to be a Buckeye, and it looks like February's shaping up to start pretty well too.
0: No doubt about it. Great stuff from the people's champ, Matt Baxendale. You can catch his column every Sunday on Bucknuts. It is the bucket. Thanks again to Bax. Thanks to all the listeners out there for tuning the show. We appreciate that very much. Hope everyone has a great day. We'll hear the Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. <laughs>